More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we are rolling through debate. Later tonight, we're going to talk about that and many other things with Bill O'Reilly. 18 number one best-selling books in the Killing series. The latest released today, Killing the Witches, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts, came out yesterday. Sorry, every book comes out on Tuesday. Uh, check it out, BillOReilly.com. No spin news. Bill, appreciate you hanging with us here. Let's start right off the top. You and me are on the right side of history here. You came on this show several months ago, and you, I believe, correctly said that Joe Biden is not going to run. Buck Sexton is going to try to defend his take that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. But as all of these continued revelations pile up, and as now they're trying to make sure that he wears the right shoes, he can't even walk up and down the Air Force One uh, stairs. Bill, when and how does Joe Biden announce that he's not running in 2024 to make Buck Sexton owe us a big fat stake? Um, I think it's when the New York Jets sign him to be the new quarterback, <laughs> which is coming shortly. He might be better than Zach Wilson, to be fair. Um, it's pretty grim here, I'll tell you that. So it's a drip, drip, drip. Um, the Republican strategy um, that I have just uncovered and will lead with tonight on my broadcast, and no spin news seen everywhere, and BillOReilly.com is the nexus point, is that the Republicans have decided to pretty much put out a story a week about the Biden family finance grift. So they have the information. But instead of dumping it all at once, it's going to be parceled out. And in addition to that, the border meltdown, which has now reached the catastrophic level, that story will then be highlighted alongside the grifting. Those two things, along with food and gas prices, pretty much doom Joe Biden. So I expect 
before the vote begins in early 24 to see Mr. Biden do what LBJ did. Say, look, you know, I'm 80 and Jill doesn't want me to do it anymore, so I'm not going to run for re-election. Not quit or resign. That could happen. It depends how much material the Republicans have. Um, and then you get into, well, who's going to replace Biden? And no, the Democratic Party doesn't have anybody. If they did, that person would already be front and center, and Biden would have already announced he's not going to run again, because there's nobody in the Democratic Party confident he'll win re-election. Nobody. And so they're hoping Michelle Obama, but there's no indication from her that that's something she might want to do. And other than Mrs. Obama, there's really nobody at this point that could be Trump in the Democratic Party. So it is a huge mess for Mr. Biden and his party. Hey, Bill, it's Buck. Um, what do you think about where the Republican primary stands right now. We obviously got the, the debate tonight. Trump is doing his own thing, same night as the debate. Uh, do, do you think that this this thing, are, are you ready to call it already, or do you think that it's too early to tell? Well, you think there could be some moves here by some of the non-Trump candidates that would make a difference in the polls? What's your take? I don't see anybody on the stage tonight in Simi Valley, California, that's going to be Trump. So if you were if you were advising, so sorry to cut you off there, but I I, I think that's the consensus view. But if you were Wait, advising, so is, is Bill somebody, saying it's over? So Bill, you're you saying it's, it's over, over it's basically. At this point, but with Donald Trump, any any day could be a bad day. So you don't know, but if I can't see any of the people on the stage, and this is not disrespect toward them. Um, rising quickly enough to knock him off in the primary voting. I, I mean, he's just too far out in front. Okay, um, so what we were just talking about, Bill, and, and yeah. this is the building on that, because I think that's the consensus view, and I think both Buck and I would say Trump should be a prohibitive, prohibitive favorite. If that's true, does anybody who's running against Trump, do they have a meeting of the minds and say, okay, like in the wake of this debate, maybe after the one in November, it's time for everybody else to drop out, and we basically end up, and I don't know if it's Trump v. DeSantis, if it's Trump v. Nikki Haley. Is there anybody, even if it were head-to-head, let's say that everybody else finally acknowledges, you know, Pence says, I have no chance, Chris Christie, no chance, right? And they, they drop out all one by one, and it ends up 1v1. Is there anybody you've seen and you've thought, man, if it ever got to Trump versus this person, that person could beat him one-on-one? Or does that even matter at this point? Well, DeSantis is the second strongest candidate because of his record in Florida, but he's very uh, tentative on the national campaign trail. So he doesn't show a lot of fire. And unfortunately in America now, uh, many voters want their presidential candidates to be like larger than life. And you're not seeing that from Ron DeSantis at all. But I expect that most of the candidates you'll see tonight will drop out because it's a money play. They got out of the money to run the uh, campaign. Once they start to run out of the money, then they're not going to spend their own money, believe me. And there's another factor tonight that will prohibit people from watching the Republican debate that you guys didn't mention because you don't know about it. There is an interview dropping on X Twitter at 830 Tucker Carlson, Bill O'Reilly, a one-hour interview. And that hasn't been publicized yet. Are you breaking news no, here? I'm waiting for Carlson. I'm waiting for those people to because it's their show. 
Not my <laughs> show. Okay. Can, so, can you give us a little a little preview here, Bill? A little little sense of what's? I'll uh, give you a lot of preview. I mean, he want he liked killing the witches. Carlson did, and he wanted to hone in on the demonic possession portion of the book, which is substantial because the witches were hung um, over allegations they were in the league with the devil, and that caught his attention. But then we talked about politics, and we talked about cable news, and we talked about his situation, my situation, and how we handled it. I mean, I thought it was a fascinating one-hour interview. So that comes again at 8.30, and and to make it easy for everybody, you go to BillOReilly.com, I'll have a big banner, all you do is click on it, and boom, the interview will come up. And I think what Carlson is is, uh, contemplating, because he did this last time, he interviewed Trump to compete with the Republican debate, so he's doing this time with me and him to to compete with it as well. Uh, But you can see it way after the debate, so if you want to watch the debate, you can, then you can see O'Reilly and Carlson if you want to. Um, but it was, it was the first time that I've ever, ever sat down with him and do anything like this, and it was a pretty interesting play. Bill, why killing the witches right now? Like, what drove you to to pick that as the topic for the the latest uh, opus in the Killing series, which has sold millions of books? Because there's a witch hunt right now in in the United States. We're duplicating it. We're duplicating what happened in 1692 when 20 human beings were executed on false charges. The cancel culture does this all day long. They don't execute you, but they destroy you and your family. I mean, Trump is the poster boy for the witch hunt. How many times has he said he's the victim of a witch hunt? And it's true. I'm not Trump's lawyer, and I'm not saying Trump is totally not guilty of foolishness and other things, but I'll just take yesterday, this judge in New York says, oh, uh, Trump is guilty of defrauding uh, banks in his real estate business. Well, uh, hello, there was not one complaint from any bank. He paid back all the loans that he got from the banks with interest. No victim, no beef. Why is the taxpayer's money in New York being spent on this? Why? For what reason? It's a witch hunt. The same thing with that stupid Stormy Gannels thing in New York. Um, and, And so... I can give you a hundred examples of people whose lives have been destroyed based on false accusations peddled by the corrupt corporate media. They're the ones that drive it. In Salem, it was the insane Puritan clerics who were doing it, and they did it for money, and you'll see all that. And now, in 2023 America, it's ideology that's driving the witch hunts, just like the 1950s McCarthy communism. Where Hollywood is appalled by that, but Hollywood loves the cancel culture. You, you think? You think that. the uh, Bill was was the Kavanaugh uh, Kavanaugh situation kind of a turning point in this for you? Well, it, it exploded it. You know, when you have this woman running out there, and then these other three women all have been discredited, couldn't prove anything, and they're trying to destroy the man and his family. And he just survived. He just survived. Just got on the court. And to this day, there's been no hard evidence of anything against Justice Kavanaugh. But that's okay, because uh, we live in a witch-hunt society now. So that's why I wrote Killing the Witches. I give you the history, and the history is harrowing. I put you on the Mayflower. Where do you see this voyage, 66 days from England to Massachusetts? You know, we all go, oh, Pilgrim's Thanksgiving passes stuffing. No. 
You don't want to be on that boat. And what happened there? And then we go into the insanity that enveloped the Massachusetts Bay Colony, uh, colony because of the um, Puritan religion. And then we carry that through. Benjamin Franklin is a big part of the book because he was involved somewhat in the witch hunts. And then he took it to Philadelphia in the Constitution. And then we go to modern day. And I, I list you people whose lives have been destroyed by this insane witch hunt that we're enduring because of the cancel culture. Bill, you mentioned Trump as the target of cancel culture. He, yesterday, in many gambling markets, you can gamble on uh, elections, many different parts of the world, became the favorite to be elected in 2024. I know we're sitting at, you know, what, 14 months, roughly 13 and a half months from the election. Do you think Trump would win election if you're predicting? And I know, again, it's a ways away. Do you think Trump will be elected in 2024? I don't know, but if it was, the election were tomorrow, I think he'd beat Biden. I think you're right. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah, people, the folks, not the corrupt uh, media people and uh, corrupt politicians, the folks, they know they're getting hosed. I mean, they have to go to the grocery store and a gas station. They have to pay their utility and insurance bills. They know it's out of control. I mean, they know this trans stuff and this uh, woke culture. This is all Biden. And then you throw in the border. I mean, uh, Trump would beat him, in my opinion, if the election were held tomorrow. But again, we live in a country that's so unstable now that you just can't go out in a responsible way and make these kinds of predictions. I did, as you rightly pointed out, I think I was the first national commentator to say Biden wouldn't run again. But I could be wrong on that. Maybe he'll stumble his way through. But I don't think so. I think you're right on that one. I think you and me are going to be on the right side in that one. Buckley, I, I'm just, you know, Bill is going to come back eventually when all's said and done, and we're going to revisit this conversation, Mr. Clay Travis. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on the book. It actually is perfect timing, obviously, with Halloween coming up. Uh, I think there's a lot of interest continues to be in the Salem witch trials, uh, and I'm sure it's going to absolutely kill it for you out of bookstores. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, anytime you want to gloat or hammer, uh, you bring me back. And I would love to know what you think of the interview, the Carlson O'Reilly uh, X Twitter interview. So if you do get around to seeing it and you want to chat about it, I'd be happy to come back on. Um, I will I will check it out. Clay will check it out. And I actually am going to get a copy of the, of the book, too, because um, the period of history that I think is really, really interesting. Bill? I, I thought we sent you those books. You guys didn't get books? Mine's probably in New York. I'll tell them to send it to me down in Florida. That's what ends up happening. So we'll okay. get the we'll get it. I'll get it in my hands. It's gonna get done. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Bill. Thanks for having me. Killing killing the witches, everybody. Go get your copy today. Uh, companies go above and beyond for their customers. Those are the companies that you want to do business with, right? We certainly do here. Cell phone service company that does that's Pure Talk. Uh, this summer, Pure Talk increased the monthly data allowance on their plans by 50% without increasing their low monthly cost of just 20 bucks. That's looking out for their existing customers while also doing their very best to attract new ones too. The increased plan also comes with a mobile hotspot. Again, no price increase whatsoever. How many places aren't increasing prices right now? Everything costs more. Just 20 bucks a month for unlimited talk text. Now 50% more 5G data plus Mobile hotspot, $20 a month. Pure Talk has great 5G nationwide cell phone service. They also happen to be veteran-owned, and the whole team is based right here in the good old USA, keeping jobs at home. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to make the switch to Pure Talk 
and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Make the switch to Pure Talk today. Don't miss a day of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, everybody. We follow the migrant crisis, uh, illegal aliens, uh, Etc. The situation, the border, the situation of New York and other cities here every day. Just a note on this, on the terminology, because uh, I I do pay attention. Trust me. Uh, you'll notice I never say undocumented, even though that's what they would like people to say. Uh, the term migrants, they've complicated things here because there's illegal crossing. So they're illegal when they cross into the country. 
But because they're technically being, if they're given a, a ticket to appear and they're in the asylum processing period, they aren't really subject to deportation. So you get into, are they, you know, until they go to court, that's the whole point. So are, are they illegals? I mean, they've crossed into the country illegally. I'm just saying it can, it gets a little complicated there. Um, but it's getting really complicated for New York City and New York State to the point where Governor Hochul of New York, Clay, has, this is interesting, deployed the National Guard to help asylum seekers just with whatever. Play one. Today, under my leadership and under my direction, New York National Guard will deploy an additional 150 members to support the asylum seeker mission. That brings our total to 2,200 National Guard members supporting the overall mission. And what this will allow us to do, 250 National Guard members will focus solely on case management. And ultimately, the process, now that we have the opportunity granted by President Biden to help the Venezuelans who came before July 31st be able to apply for temporary protective status, and what follows that, literally with the same application, is the work authorization. Work authorization, temporary protected status, National Guard. Clay, they're getting ready for them all to stay. I mean, if you have to call out the National Guard in New York because of the illegals, that's probably a pretty big deal. I mean, I just, there are grounds, many grounds, I believe, for Joe Biden to be impeached. We hit 11,000 illegals crossing the southern border again in the last 24 hours. That is near the absolute apex. And I believe there are only going to be millions and millions more, particularly from Venezuela, because Joe Biden made the decision to say, hey, if you're illegally here from Venezuela, go ahead and get a job, no issues. And you know what immediately happened, Buck? Every single Venezuelan in this country got on the phone, sent text messages to their family members back in Venezuela and said, get out of that hellhole of a country and get here as fast as you can. Joe Biden wants you here. They're letting us get jobs. You can make 40 times as much money. And a lot of you out there listening right now, if you were told you could make 40 times as much money as where you live right now, you'd be on the road to incentives matter and Democrats and Joe Biden keep creating bad ones in terms of our border security. And just remember what destroyed Venezuela, running an economy on social justice, everybody. The Biden administration can make good on at least one promise. They'll continue to shock you with future announcements and decisions that are just disastrous. There are some in Washington, D.C. that believe we could hear from this Biden administration with an announcement on a forthcoming change to our currency system. It's bound to affect you and everyone else. According to former Wall Street insider and digital currency expert Tika Tawari, we will hear an announcement that our currency system will be replaced with a new digital one. The publication Business Insider has confirmed the U.S. Treasury's efforts to create a U.S. digital currency could be imminent. Tika Tawari believes the official announcement could come as soon as this fall. That's why he's released an informative video to help you prepare. Go to dollarrecall.com to see this video the mainstream media doesn't want you to see and learn how to opt out of this digital dollar. Again, that's dollarrecall.com, dollarrecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. 
Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I want to make sure that we don't overlook the fact that we 100% have evidence that Joe Biden has lied to the American public about his son's relationship with China. Uh, big news that broke uh, late yesterday. $260,000 wired from China using Joe Biden's home address as the address in 2019. This would seem to be virtually impossible for Joe Biden not to know about, not to mention that there is the WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden threatening that the Biden family would take basically aim at these Chinese interests if the money did not arrive that Hunter Biden was demanding when he said Joe Biden is sitting right next to me right now, and the evidence is that Hunter was in Joe's house at that point in time. Tons of evidence, all of it very compelling, that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were involved in taking money not just from Ukraine, but also from China. And remember, in the debate against Donald Trump, this was the conversation. Joe Biden denied that his son had ever taken any money from China. Listen. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Okay, 100% a lie. Uh, all the people out there that keep screaming, no evidence, no evidence, I would just reinforce, Buck, the Menendez situation makes the Hunter Biden situation, Menendez does, like, we're jaywalking. It's a minor uh, degree of allegations compared to all of the evidence that's out there about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And I just think it's important to continue to reinforce Joe Biden lied to the American public, and there is ample evidence that he was directly involved in receiving payments from China. You know what they're going to say? They're going to say, but Joe didn't know. Joe didn't know what Hunter was up to. Hunter was going rogue this whole time. You know, the, the, the thing about all this, Clay, is a lot of this has been apparent for a long time. Um, yep. The original... The original Burisma payoffs and, and the, the Hunter Biden is going to be a major liability for Joe Biden. That reality, uh, kicked in in the, you know, I mean, kicked in years ago. I mean, kicked yeah, in. Yeah, during the before. primary, he was having to deny these allegations. It was receiving some small amount of attention, but yeah, but it was he, out But there. I mean, even before, well before the 2020 election was occurring, you had Hunter Biden, I mean, you had the Hunter Biden stuff starting to break. And so people have known this for a long time. And I just, I think that it's going to be a little hard for any of this. Like, this was pretty apparent even in 2020 when people voted, you know, there's more now, there's more. Um, meat on the bone, so to speak. There's more proof. There's more data you can point to that's established. But I, I just, I don't know. You know, here, here's my, here's basically what I'm getting at. If 60% of the American people think that, you know, Joe Biden knew about this and was doing something wrong or something like that, why is it that the polling is basically showing them? I mean, the poll today showed Hunter Biden. I mean, showed, not Hunter Biden. God, showed Joe Biden. Substantially ahead of Trump. Do you know what I mean? If, if it's so bad, where are the consequences for it? Cause I think it, we've gotten to the point now where it is clear that Hunter was taking, I mean, clear is an understatement. Hunter was taking money from foreign adversaries under the promise that he would whisper things into, into Popsy or his dad at a minimum to get more favorable policies, access and treatment for the people sending him the money. That, that is just what happened. 
Now, did Joe Biden know? Did he not know? I mean, you know, unless we get proof of that, they're just going to say he didn't know. And so I feel like this just continues on. Like I know when Bill was on this before, he said they're going to every week, every week. But sometimes every week you get numb to it. And, and I think we're starting to see that maybe the electorate is just going to get a little numb to the hunter. Like we live in this world and we're thinking about it every day. I don't know how much people care. That's that's my thought process on it right now. I don't know how much it moves the needle. Well, this is my argument. That is why it's a challenge is politics has become sports. And people say, okay, what do you mean by that? Do you, do you remember Ray Rice, Buck? Do you remember the, the Baltimore Raven running back? He was. I remember him because of the video where he punched the woman, right? In an Atlantic City casino. And ultimately, his career in the NFL ended because he knocked his fiance out. And it was on video. And she was, I mean, literally knocked unconscious. He punched her and then dragged her body off the off the elevator. Um, and the reason why I bring that up is it doesn't get a lot of attention. But before he was suspended and, and basically before his career ended, they initially said that he was only going to be suspended a few games. And he was allowed to show up at training camp. He's a Baltimore Ravens player. Baltimore Raven fans, many of them, cheered Ray Rice when he ran onto the field for the first time for his first public appearance after he knocked his wife out. There is a statue to Ray Lewis who was charged with double murder outside of the Baltimore Ravens stadium. And I'm not trying to just pick on Ravens fans here. My point is, if you make the team more likely to win... It doesn't matter what you do. This is what I'm, I mean, this is what I'm saying with the Biden stuff. I don't think they care at all. I think the Democrats believe that they have enough loyalty from registered, not even just the base, from registered Democrats, and they have a good enough early voting voter turnout system, uh, that, that they, you know, have a better system in place. Look, we don't even talk about this. Everyone says, okay, the system was rigged in 2020. Fine. How are we going to get that undone this time around? Yeah. What what evidence is there that this time around the Trump apparatus for getting votes out is going to be better than what? I'm not talking about who's a better candidate. I'm not talking about who the American people want. I'm saying what advantage are we going to have with Trump as the candidate over the Democrat based on what we saw in 2020 for the, you know, get out the vote effort? for the early voting, for the um, different ways that Democrats are able to micro-target. You know, they get people to vote early, so then they can start to hone in on the less likely voters. Yep. Yeah. And this is, you know, p- people, we, we like to think that, that this system, it's like, oh, well, the American people, the wisdom of the American people, will, I mean, first of all, Joe Biden's president now, so what kind of wisdom can we really talk about? But, like, it's all going to work out. The good guys are going to win. That's not the case. <laughs> right? Like, they, if they have a better system on the field... They're going to win the game. And, you know, this is why I think right now it's a lot of emotion and not a lot of strategy about yeah. how this is going to go. And with the, with the Biden stuff, um, you know, if, if he manages to stay in it, I think, you know, we talk about this a million times a day. I think he will. Uh, I think Democrats are effectively just thinking that the brand that, the you know, it's not the CEO of Coke versus the CEO of Pepsi. It's Coke versus Pepsi. And they think Coke is going to win. And everything else is kind of noise. And they're also indicting Pepsi like five times over. So, Well, here's the thing I would add on the, you know, so everybody cheers for Ray Rice. There's a statue to a potential double murder Ray Lewis outside of Baltimore Ravens Stadium. But eventually Ray Rice got kicked to the curb. And they kicked him to the curb, Buck, because they decided his talent wasn't worth 
the problems. And one of the big lessons of sports that I think applies across all of life, this is a good lesson to everybody out there listening, is so long as your talent exceeds your problems, you will always be employed. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're the best car salesman, but you got messy personal life, you probably get to keep your job on the car lot. If you are the best at anything in your profession, you can deal with problems. Your talent, you make people money, you get to keep working, right? The reason Colin Kaepernick's not in the NFL is not because he took a knee, even though that's stupid and indefensible and he's a bum. It's because he took a knee and he wasn't that good at playing quarterback anymore. And the reason why I bring this up is, in the back of my mind, Buck, as this drip, drip, drip of allegation continues against Joe Biden, there's a sort of a ledger in everybody's mind. And right now, I think you're right. I think Democrats are still of the opinion that loyalty will drag Joe Biden across the finish line, that weekend at Bernie's two campaign is going to work. But I feel like that weight is continuing to add up. And it's almost like a, a, a boxer. You know, you get enough body blows, eventually there's a knockout punch, and it may not be the punch that is the most devastating. It's just the culmination of all those all those blows. Biden's taking a lot of punches right now. And this is where I have to say we are in a moving target situation. Whereas Biden gets weaker, okay, fine. What do we think it's going to look like for Trump once the primary is locked in, once the Super Tuesday happens and it's clear he's assuming. Oh, they're going to throw punches like him and the likes of which we've never seen before. That's right. And, and the, the ability that they are going to have to act like the country, to try to convince people that the country will, will actually end if Donald Trump wins. They are going to go all in on this. Yep. Um, and, and we know this and, and how that's going to affect the psyche of the electorate is something that's very hard to understand, uh, you know, in advance. Um, I do think no matter what, it will be a close election. I do think that Donald Trump has the ability to win this election, but I don't want us to get you know, d- deluded into thinking, oh, because Biden's old and pathetic, he can't win this thing. He was old and pathetic when 2020 happened, okay? Crazy things occur in politics in this country, and we are in a phase where there's, there's just no, there's no comp. There's no comparable here. There's no, oh, yeah, this reminds me of the such-and-such such election. Like, we've never had anything like this before. And I wasn't saying that when I was doing this in 2012. I wasn't even saying that in 2016, when uh, we when Trump was running against Hillary, you know, Trump was a kind of unique phenomenon, but it wasn't, you know, this. I mean, what we've got going on now is unlike anything else we've ever seen before. Our friends, way, let's Char- take. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. R- yeah we'll take some calls. We come back on the flip side. Eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. Our friends at Chalk have gone the distance in formulating two best in class supplement sets. Their male vitality stack and female vitality stack improve your energy levels and and provide improved focus. Chalk's male vitality stack includes a leading ingredient proven in studies to increase and replenish the testosterone levels in guys by up to 20% in just three months' time. That's so helpful as guys lose testosterone as we age because that's just a natural progression. Because testosterone is the source of energy, stamina, and focus, it's important to have healthy levels. Chalk helps with that. Their female vitality stack is specially formulated to provide a healthier hormone balance. You find Chalk's products online at Chalk.com. That's with a Q, C-H-O-Q.com. Save 35% off your Chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. Go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use my name, Buck, for 35% off. 
You know them as conservative radio hosts. Now just get to know them as guys on the Sunday Hang podcast with Clay and Buck. Find it in their podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Clay and Buck. We got VIP emails and calls flowing in. Let's get to it. VIP email from Mark with a, uh, a point of view here that I know some folks are, well, some folks are going to love, some folks not so much. Fellas, so a guy with 91 indictments, yes, all of them are nonsense, has it all sewn up four months before a single vote is cast. If DeSantis does well in the next two debates, then kicks Newsom's butt on November 30th, do you think Trump's so-called lead will be so big? Just saying, Mark from Western PA, 
And Mark, let me let me just say, I don't know how. I mean, we're 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 trying our best here to always. Nothing is done yet. Nothing is set. No one has won, and things can change. I started out in the beginning in the first hour talking about, hey, what could DeSantis do? Is it possible for him to get, let's say, a double-digit poll change today based on the primary, uh, based on on the debate performance? And you know what happened? I got emails from people saying, why are you trying to push DeSantis? I'm like, I'm not pushing anything. I'm just talking about what's going on here. Um, so not, neither me, well, Clay assumes a little more than I do, but we don't assume that this contest is over. I, I said on understand. July 17th that I thought it was over. Yeah. And but n- nothing it's has not really happened since. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not officially over until, you know, the uh, probably Super Tuesday, right? Yeah. But the question that we've asked, and we'll get some of these calls is, and I think this is the only question. If we get to 1v1 and it's Trump versus DeSantis or it's Trump versus Nikki Haley, is there a audience there that would move and support the other candidate? Right now it's one versus like eight or ten yeah, or whatever the heck it mess. is. Yeah. It's a mess. No question. Um, let's see. We've got, uh, Joyce in Salem, Indiana. Joyce, what's going on? Uh, I would just like to say that the reason why there's such a high amount of uh, percent of people wanting Donald Trump is because we elected him in 2020, and he is our president. He did wonderful things, and anybody else that can't stand behind him like Pence doesn't deserve to be president. DeSantis, who he helped get the job, doesn't deserve it. Nikki Haley, her big thing was she didn't want her husband to go to war. I understand that. But you know what? You can't run for one person's cause. That's the problem with our government. They're running for one person's cause. And that's Biden's, evidently. He wants billions of dollars from the Chinese. He wants to give our money away to the Ukraine. He's a criminal. And you can't tell me there's not evidence. There's banking slips. We we agree with you. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Joyce. Joe, what Joe Biden is the worst president in any of our lives. And... Donald Trump or any other Republican, if Biden is the nominee, should beat him. And, and he's, he's a crook. And his family is filled with criminals. I agree with all that. Uh, by the way, we got an interesting call here. Joe in Kennesaw, Georgia. What you got for us, Joe? Hey, Clay, I don't know if you brought this up because you're a sports guy, but with the bribery scandal, it, it's clearly the Cam Newton rule. Uh, and it, I know, uh, Buck doesn't know about it, but what happened was Camp Newton transferred from Florida to junior college and then from junior college to Auburn. Well, they paid, he was supposed to go to Mississippi State and they paid Cam Newton's dad, Cecil Newton, like $250,000 to make him go to Auburn. And the NCAA found out about it and they investigated it and they couldn't do anything to Auburn or to Cam, who won a Heisman and a national championship because they didn't give the money directly to Cam. They gave it to his dad. And then uh, they instituted the Cam Newton rule. Thank you for I'm, the call. Uh, it, it I was a, unaware so, of all of that. This is a huge, like, so uh, Joe has just managed to bring together two huge fiery groups, uh, the, the Joe Biden pro and con people and also the Cam Newton. So basically, Buck, his point is there are strong allegations that Cam Newton was pl- paid to go to Auburn. You can now pay players. Back then you couldn't. Um, and, but what they were unable to do is determine exactly whether Cam got the money or knew that the money was coming. And so his analogy is not a bad one. The Joe Biden defense is, oh, Hunter may have gotten paid, but I didn't know anything about that. Cam was claiming 
uh, through his defense attorneys. And again, it's uh, simplifying it a little bit, but that even if any payment happened, he didn't know anything about it. So why should he be ineligible to play football? So it's the similar defense. It's like the bury your head in the sand. Oh, there was money paid. Well, I didn't know anything about that money. The Joe Biden and Cam Newton defenses are fairly similar. And what it comes down to is knowledge of payment, right? How do you impute knowledge? You can look around at everything and say, there's no possible way Joe Biden didn't know about this. But without the proverbial smoking gun, you can claim lack of knowledge. And by the way, same thing that Robert Menendez is going to claim for all the payments that went to uh, to his wife. He's going to claim they were legit and that he didn't know about some of It's just, it's a mess. This is some sophisticated pro-level college football morality and ethics analysis there i gotta say we're, we're covering a lot of ground i just think if you're a sports fan you totally understand this idea of you don't care about morality if it makes your team more likely to win yeah, and, and i think that's what democrats are doing and when people think that it's about politics the future of the nation the future of perhaps the world they care a lot more similar mentality now more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 